Hello everyone, welcome to Integrated Rhythm. Two swing dancing besties navigating the world of race and the black experience in Afrocentric social dancing. We have a very special treat for you tonight. We have a holiday party, which is comprised of all the guests that we've had so far. That's Latasha Barnes, Joey Tang, Stephanie A.K. Schilling, as well as our Integrated Rhythm family. So that's not only Chisomo Selamani, the co-host, and I. Uh, we also have Michelle Stokes and Laurel Ryan, our incredible musical producers. We're really excited about this party. However, we are new to this, and so we made a few choices that in the future we will probably not make. So, for instance, we went with Zoom audio for this, thinking it would be easier. However, Zoom audio quality is not the best. We did what we, we, did what we could to balance it out in the studio. However, there's only so much we could do. We think it'll be still pretty, pretty darn fun to listen to. Also, we have the video of this conversation on YouTube, so you can check it out there. We highly recommend that if you can, you watch the video or at least have it on in the background while you're going about your business listening to the podcast because putting the faces to the names and seeing all of these wonderful people and how expressive they are and you know, just being present at the party, we think, will give you a good feeling. So check it out on YouTube if you can. This is part one, by the way. Part two is available already in your podcast queue or in the YouTube queue. We just wanted to put them in some digestible chunks. So without further ado, here is the Integrated Rhythm Holiday Party. Integrated Rhythm with Chisomo and Bobby. I've got red on. I got, I got that. I just like, I just like, was, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like, okay. I didn't know if it was like that time I went to the movie theater to see a Marvel movie and my sister made me go see 12 Years a Slave. Like yes. those are two. Are we talking more slave talk or are we talking more, you know, more fun racial things? Like it depends on. <laughs> That's, that is a good question. No. So we have, because we are people, we have a variety of questions. So not, we're not just hanging out in the, in, in the 400 years ago space so okay great because like i got my drink i got my cookies great. got my chocolates like great. i'm ready you are no, Stephanie, no. you are me i am you we, we are so ready y'all heard about this um this twitter holiday that's coming up on the 21st yes the negro solstice it's yes. this woman oh my god like, I'm just looking forward to yes. knowing what my special powers will find. Yes. Exactly. Based off a thought, mm. like if you're thinking about what kind of power you want, I'm thanking you. So when the exactly. <laughs> manifesting your power. Manifesting your power. Oh my god. Absolutely. What if it was like powers that nobody wanted anyway? Like if I open my hand, a penny would appear. And <laughs> Uh, all I would be doing, Michelle, I would just keep opening, opening my, my hand. Yeah, like we are talking about. I, want I don't care how I get a million dollars. You want to get you? You do that all the time anyway. Run me my coin. There you go. So you got to cut us off. You're losing so much good stuff for your for your for your podcast here. I don't know if you noticed, but Bobby started recording. So <laughs> I feel it's like podcasting rule number one. As soon as people start talking and great stuff is happening, you should hit record. We're pros. What can I say? We got some good stuff here. Um, so that sounds like as good an intro as any. Latasha, you have. 
about 10 or 15 seconds to introduce yourself and then tell us what's the most you've ever squatted. Ah, Latasha Barnes, Tasha, tradition bearer, artivist, ethnochoreologist, guaranteed party starter in any setting. <laughs> True story. Uh, and also a Christmas elf. And the most I've ever squatted is a 275. Nice. Uh, Joey, you have 10 to 15 seconds to introduce yourself. And also, what is your favorite outdoor activity? Okay, uh, Joey, he, him pronouns, social justice educator, blogger, photographer, and lowly law student. Uh, favorite outdoor activity? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, probably getting lost in the woods. I tweet my location so people know where I am. I'm hoping not to get kidnapped. All right, Stephanie, you have 10 to 15 seconds to introduce yourself. And a doctor says you have a very strange disease. And in order to live, you must give up all German dishes but one. Which German dish do you keep? I would die. Like, what are you talking about? Cool. Okay, so we can we can do my work introduction for when I do these kind of things for my job. Hi guys, my name is Cybersecurity Stephanie, and I'm here to talk to you about how to be cyber safe and or how to go ahead and do diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice better in cybersecurity because the world is a better place when we have everyone who's working on these diverse problems in it together. <laughs> <laughs> It is slightly that obnoxious. I recently did a talk and it, and, and like feedback that I got was her, she is addictive. Her enthusiasm is contagious. I was like, I'll take it. And, but you will be dead because of the disease. Really? You can't choose one German dish. What? Like, why would you, I don't. Uh, okay. Um, my grandmother's potato soup which is a labor of love, takes like a freaking weekend to make. Ooh, or rum top, but that's like just alcoholic food. I don't like, no, I, listen, <laughs> I'll die. I'll just, I'll just die, it's fine. <laughs> Michelle. Hey. You have 10 to 15 seconds to introduce yourself. And what is your number one graphic design pet peeve? Okay, so my name is Michelle Stokes. Um, I am from Los Angeles originally. I'm a graphic designer. I work with the city on certain projects. And my biggest graphic design pet peeve is when non-designers try to use your, like, try to use you in proximity. So they're like, you should do this here. You should move that there. What about this here? And it's like, mm, I hate that. Like, let me... I have the practice, the social skills. I got some of the psychology in there. Like, let me do, let, believe in me because I'll believe in your product and I'll make sure it looks good. But don't come up in here being like, squash this, do that. It always isn't that bad. Michelle, one of my besties is a graphic designer and I, um, we used to be in the same marketing department and I would send her pictures of people flipping tables when people would be over her being like, well, I don't understand. Why don't you move this here? And it shouldn't take you that long. And I would send her things like, that's not how any of this works. Yeah, graphic designers are constantly flipping tables. <laughs> constantly. All of us are always like, I, I can't think of a single thing that I've done in my life where the words, it can't take you that long, applies. Like swing dancing. Oh, change this thing in the choreography. It won't take you that long writing oh just write up a quick little thing for us it won't take that long mm -hmm. one it's of the things that we discussed with her sorry go ahead michelle 
I just gonna say people lack the knowledge of like what you actually do or what it takes to actually get done like writing people are like oh people can just write really fast or designing oh you could just make things pretty real fast it's like nah man there's so much that goes into it and and one of the things I used to talk to her about is like when you can do it fast it's because you've been trained to do it and you've done it for 15 years yeah you're like do you do you okay okay it's fine okay <laughs> facts these are facts all and right Laurel is right here. <laughs> she is oh, to my right. Nope. To my right. Oh, yep. <laughs> because I made room for her. There she is. There she is. Ooh, girl. Yes, looking like a snack. No, wait. Up. Look at looking like a snack or a whole damn meal. Look at you. Yes, like dessert. Give me okay. some of that. Oh no, you don't know, do that. You know, you know. How you doing? Yes. What's good with y'all? Hey. Oh my gosh. Hey. Laurel, Laurel, you have 10 to 15 seconds to introduce yourself and also tell us one thing that people don't realize about art galleries. Uh I'm Laurel Ryan. I am from Tulsa which despite Michelle's claims, that's where she lives. We are roommates. And I would say that one thing that people don't realize about art galleries, oh, thank you so much, uh, is wine. Nope, that's not it. Is that the one of the main differences between galleries and museums is that we are actively trying to sell our work and we don't have a permanent collection. So um, I guess that's two things, but those are the main differences is we are not purchasing work for our, for keeps. We are trying to get work from the artists into the hands, homes, businesses of the people who are coming to us and sometimes to museums. So that's the, that's the main deal. Awesome. And what I do at the gallery is that I, I'm the community engagement manager. So my background is not in art at all. It's in education. And so I, do that for them. And I also do uh, graphic design, not graphic. Why did I say How that? dare you? My, <laughs> I heard it. Okay, don't take a look. Laurel, you should help Michelle with some of her designs. She'll appreciate I, it. Have you thought about putting this over there? <laughs> have you thought about using five? <laughs> have you thought about that? Yeah, uh, consider papyrus. Um, no, I, I also handle their gift shop. By the way, like, the number of people on here who I know have ADHD. Um, Outnumber those who don't. This is gonna there are two of us who, oh wait, so three. three? <laughs> Michelle? Uh, I don't think I have ADHD. Yeah, so there's, oh, even, evenly matched, even Stevens. Four to three? Or, sure. You say evenly matched, but our powers, you know not. Uh, exactly. No, just keep thinking about what power you want on that 21st date. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> I, I am concerned though. Uh, like, like, do some of do those of us with like one white parent? Do we only get half powers, or do we? Oh shoot! I just want to temper my expectations. Maybe she's sugar okay, snaps. Maybe. I didn't even maybe think of that. Power if they if they have one black parent. Oh, you just open your hand and there's a penny yeah, in it. Yeah, and then everybody else gets like maybe they open their hand and get a dollar or something. Like, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> All right. So I like our, that we're starting off strong with just reverse colorism. Good, good. It's fine. <laughs> our first question for the night. Uh, in friend romantic relationships, 
what things are you easygoing about? And what things are you very much not easygoing about? Ooh, okay, okay. Feel free to jump in whenever you have your answer. Uh, I don't like, I like to manage my expectations, meaning that I, when I'm like, ooh, I think this person could be a friend of mine, I'm all like, I want to feel the waters to see if they feel like kind of the same. But I personally am not easygoing with someone who says they're going to do something or that we're going to hang out. Like they plan it and then they cancel a bunch. Like I can't handle it. I'm a lot better than I used to be because I used to take it personally and be like, they don't like me. Why? And I would flip the table then too as a graphic designer. But yeah, I, I need to, I, I don't like it when someone says they'll do something and then they don't do it. Like they don't come through. So I'm not easygoing with that. I'll think of my easygoing in a second. Uh, to someone I do not cancel plans, but we are, um, quote, slippery motherfuckers and unquote. It's something that she and I talk about a lot where like, if we say yes to something, we will be showing up. But unless you get that concrete, yes. <laughs> it's a no-go. <laughs> yes sirs but yes okay that's cool but like if someone's like yes five o'clock here we go right I'm like that's so exciting I did not say yes I might I may or may not be there verdict is still out <laughs> Joey I saw you I saw you come in to say something always always I was thinking about uh, I think for me it's really important to be affirmative in choosing people so I like to tell people specifically um, why we're connected, why I'm passionate about them, why I'm excited about them. And so the opposite for me is um, I really um, am quick to address people who are not like excited, emphatic, or curious about knowing me and the prospect of knowing me. I'm not about that. Energy is not there. You got to go. So, yeah. Well, who wouldn't be excited about knowing you, Joey? You're just like a beautiful person. You'd be surprised. Let me tell you, you're looking for love. Well, you know what? Are you kidding me, Joe? <laughs> we don't like those people. Why is your with me immediately, as you should be? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just follow you around and be like, do you see this man? Correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, somebody's auntie was hitting on me on... Um, Instagram the other day, she sent me my own picture, number one. She said, who is this gorgeous man looking like Denzel? I said, baby girl, relax, relax. <laughs> it was like 8 a.m. I was like, I appreciate the hype. Really? That's nighttime stuff. Correct. 8 a.m. <laughs> just just to say hi. That's it. She was like, like really? a middle-aged woman, like 40-something, like just saying hello. I said, okay. I like that energy. <laughs> I like that energy. <laughs> um, I will admit I have said in a relationship, um, in, in my current relationship, uh, there needs to be a little bit more worshiping in this relationship. And it was such an honest moment where I'm like, I understand, but we're in this to win this. And I love you so much. And you know, I'm being a hundred percent serious right now because I sometimes just like have hash girl like hashtag pretty girl problems i am used <laughs> to the world treating me in a very certain way <laughs> and sometimes get confused when it doesn't um but what is an absolute um is is kindness like i feel like that sounds so 
silly, but and when I was younger, I used to think that kindness was such an overrated quality. And then I started to start to discern the difference between nice and kind and exactly. just genuine kindness is just such a beautiful thing that I, that I realized that I have um, in my partner and across my friendships and that I'm like, it's, it's an absolute, if you're not a kind person that is loving, caring for the, for those around you, then I don't want to be around you. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What's a no-go is if you eat my sweets. I don't eat a lot of sweets. I don't eat a lot of sweets. But when I want the sweets that I want, I want them. I hid a bag of Twix behind someone's photo of their grandfather from World War II. They might have recently found them <laughs> when we painted the room blue. Um, and I was like, yeah, those are there for a reason because your bag was gone in like three days. Mine is still here three months later. <laughs> my, my, uh, so I grew up with an older sister and I was, you know, like a quickly growing adolescent boy. And so anything in the house would be eaten. And so my sister stocked pot, like she had it all over her room because she knew I would go through her room and look for the sweets there. And so she had like all these hiding places and it has helped her to this day because she has a husband and two boys. And so she like, I taught her or I, I influenced that. I helped her learn her, her skills in the wild. You put fear in You did. You put fear in her heart for her food. <laughs> she's scavenging. She's <laughs> traumatic, <laughs> but she's <laughs> thriving. Uh, I would have to say, well, having Bobby having seen me through several <laughs> romantic and friend relationships, um, honesty mm-hmm. is is the thing for me and not just in that performative honest way like honesty is in the sense of acknowledgement like you are waking up each day recognizing who you are who you want to be how you want that to exist in the world and you're making a conscious choice that you would like me to be a part of that with you Mm. as a friend or romantic partner Mm -hmm. and if that's not the fuck yes that you came Mm -hmm. to that day and you're not communicating that to me before you dot that door we have Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then the on the honesty part, not being able to handle the consequences of your actions. Oh my god, Tasha. I have zero time. We we need to talk. Chisomo. I feel like Chisomo has told me a Stephanieism is that there are natural consequences. Mm. And if you don't want the consequence for something, then don't do that behavior. That's a good point. And that, that holds true for me across the board. I, I, I think that is like my, my authentic thread that is woven through everything. Uh, and it's not just accountability for accountability, it's just honesty. Like just be honest with yourself. Even if you're in this position and you do these grandiose and amazing, wonderful things all the time, if today you feel like being a slob that doesn't brush your teeth, doesn't do your hair and just wants to eat yogurt while you lay in bed and watch Christmas movies, then that's who you are. Mm. Yeah. Just be honest. Mm-hmm. But maybe don't take video calls when you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to see your yogurt face. <laughs> yeah. I um I'm kind of with you there. And I think the um as I am learning more and more about like ADHD, that's the thing that a lot of people with ADHD really seek out is authenticity. 
um, mm. because there's a natural like extra perceptiveness that most people with ADHD have, not everybody. Um, and so like being able to sense when somebody is not entire, like just having that intuition that like, you're being a little bit fake right now um, mm. is pretty, is, the force is strong with us. But I would say in most of my, I think I'm pretty forgiving of a lot of behaviors. Uh, Why are you looking at Michelle like that? <laughs> She is forgiving of a lot of (laughs) things. I will say one of those things that are not forgiving is like, like misogyny and or racism. So those are good. Like, those are like, those are like hard no's. Yeah. (laughs) You'll like be like, oh yeah, you know what? You're a woman. I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) Tables flipped three. No, yeah. I, I'm with you on that one, Laurel, or the combination thereof of dating interracially and someone mm-hmm. telling you that they understand what it's like to be Black. Mm-hmm. I am dating like like a white guy who thinks that my hair is beautiful in either state. And it's so mm-hmm. bizarre because a lot of people have a lot of comments mm-hmm. on a lot of things that they should sometimes just keep to themselves. Correct. Okay. And this beautiful soul just means it. And I'm like, what? That's like, uh, like, I got teary-eyed. I was like, okay. I'll say this. I've been having my hair in like a bunch of different styles for like the past month or two, like different, like braids, ponytail, <laughs> like all the stuff. And I will say the person I'm currently going out with, like- Just call him your boyfriend, you weirdo. Fine. My boyfriend. <laughs> I feel like I feel the same way as you, Stephanie. Like every time he like sees my different states of hair, my natural hair, short, long, whatever, he's just like, "Oh man, you look really nice today. I love the way you did your hair." So it's like, for some reason though, that security or insecurity within the way we view ourselves, just with mm. our natural hair, the way our parents raised us to either view our hair as like a detriment or a value, it the way like. I don't know if you all have internalized it the way I had, like when I was younger, like that just means something. It seems so small, but it just means so much when everything is, seems to be built against it. And now the culture seems to be like embracing it a whole lot more. So. I mean, for our lovely listeners and those who don't know, um, there's actually legislation being passed in a couple of years, uh, in the last couple of years to actually protect people of color to be able to wear their hair in their natural state because it is used very often to discriminate against and to be told that you're not professional and to be punitive and to mm-hmm. um, decrease your chances of promotion and things like that. So it's very interesting how um, mainstream white culture tells us that our hair is problematic and that we are problematic and that the closer we are to whiteness, the more beautiful we are. I, I believe that's called the Crown Act. So if you want to look up more information about it, um, look up Crown Act. But absolutely, I've really appreciated the natural hair movements. Um, I, I still like some length. So I rock these faux locks because I'm attached to some length. But I've been... you look beautiful. I mean, you know, the ombre faux locks. Come on, Wittick. Come on. You know? Yes. Yes. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, you're right. The hair has been... Uh, something that has been used to has been used as a weapon against us for a very long time. Um, People haven't been able to graduate as a result, haven't been able to walk 
um, haven't been able to get jobs, like just for wearing hair the way it comes out of their heads. So, yeah. um, all right. So next question. No, 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 no. <laughs> you what? Okay. So like, just almost here. Bobby is here for me. What? You can't. This is not. Um, this it is, is our show. Not it an is, interrogation. It is, it, you d- <laughs> was there not a conversation that just took place? Anybody but you don't get to ask questions and not answer. Okay. I want to know. There is a lie. Totally fair. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's see. In friend romantic relationships, what things are you easygoing about? What things are you not easygoing about? So I I was actually thinking about this today, and I'm thinking I'm pretty easygoing about a lot of stuff, but I couldn't think of any specifics, which was suspicious to me. I was like, wait, am I one of those people that's like, I'm totally easygoing, and then I'm not easygoing about anything? And so I asked Jessica about it and she agreed. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're easygoing. And I was like, but what are some specifics? And she was like, well, I don't want to tell you because the reason why you might be easygoing about them are because you haven't thought about them before. (laughs) And I was like, this is very legit. I don't want to mess up our relationship just to answer a question. (laughs) Uh, But the thing that I am very much not easygoing about is uh, I like a minimalistic space. Like I don't like a lot of stuff around. And I think part of that's about ADD. Like I, if my space is simple and easy, then my brain can focus on what I need it to focus. It won't be distracted by all the stuff around. Um, and I learned this. So I learned this the hard way uh, because uh, one of the first girls that I, that we moved, uh, that we lived with together, um, I started to realize it was driving me crazy. And so I would like clean off counters and leave them like mostly empty, Uh, this kind of thing. And then this person's reaction was, oh, great. Now I can put my stuff there. And I was like, oh, the the room was, the bedroom was really cluttered. And I was like, I got to get some of this clutter out here. And so I like made this big space in the bedroom and they were like, oh, now I can put a dresser here. And that's when I was like, Uh, so I learned that the hard way, but that's, that's my not easygoing thing. Sosomo. Thanks. Yeah. And Stephanie, you know, I was giving you a hard time. I appreciate good looking out, bestie looking out for me. She knows I sometimes can be quiet and not say things. Um, I, my thing is I'm similar to Bobby in that I'm pretty easygoing. Here's, here's the, I, here is the rub. I'm easygoing until I'm not. <laughs> and so it's like a threat. <laughs> people see the easy, sorry. Well, What's that's happening? a true story. It is, it is, it is very true. So I, I'm like, we cool, we cool. Sure, that's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. And so I, when I hit that point, then, then there are a number of different consequences that happen. But, um, but I'm, I'm tolerant of a lot actually. And I, I've actually been listening to Joey talk about like people who choose you fully and wholly. And I'm like, okay, maybe. <laughs> that's annoying. I'm well aware. I'm like okay. but joey it's not just someone and i but like so i think that we're both can be very choosy about our friends like Mm -hmm. like we get along with a lot of people but our close friends just because time and energy and resources you can't give to anyone we became friends by talking on the side of a dance floor one day um and then you know 10 minutes in i went are you just somo and she was like are you Stephanie, because we had heard about each other, and I opened my arms for a hug, and she gave me a hug, and we have been like this from that day forth. That was like, a- it's just like when you know, you're just like, you know. yes, this is it, and I am in. The vibes in there. I know this sounds so silly, like, and I used to not be this person, like vibes or or. Uh, <laughs> 
Know, the vibe's got to be right. Like mm-hmm. you could just tell. You could tell when something's off. You're like, oh no. Yeah. Like I, the way me and Laurel met was so serendipitous, or like just mm. very. We don't talk. We're introverted people, right? So <laughs> we would have never <laughs> talked to each other in the same space. Like we just would have mm. never happened. But so for some reason on a one night, this one night in this one setting, we were like, oh, and then, uh, uh, see, uh, what happened was I walked into a dance lesson. There was like an opening of a coffee shop and some, some people had started giving like Lindy Hop lessons. This is actually how I got into Lindy Hop. Mm, oh yeah, was yeah. Some friends were opening a coffee shop and then I s- walked in late because mm-hmm. uh, I'd been working and I saw my sister there who is talk- more introverted than both it, of us like yeah so introverted and I saw her talking to this like small woman who <laughs> <laughs> who I was like she my sister must know her because they were just had this rapport that was like we ain't like my met. sister was doing like silly like physical comedy that she only really does when she's comfortable around somebody and so I just started talking to the both of them. And then as we were leaving, my sis, I was like, so how do you know Michelle? And she was like, oh, we just met. And we were like, how do we, yeah. how do we keep her? We're like, should we have her date our brother? And then dated her brother. And brother's fine. Did. What up? And then he, I told my he brother. He actually I, is. He is fine. fine. I just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to say about her brother, but he was fine. I mean, he still is fine. And I, I told him. I was like, I don't care what happens between the two of you. I'm keeping Michelle. And I did. Because I am a treasure. And I know this. You are a treasure. You are. are indeed, Michelle. But it was like, it was just this very, like this very weird thing where uh, I was just like, okay, these people know each other. And therefore I'm comfortable enough because I see how comfortable my very introverted sister is. It's an ease. The vibes were right. I don't yeah. know. Like you could just tell when someone's trying to be your friend, you're like, this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so sorry, but this is gonna happen today. <laughs> I think you're great, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it speaks to what Tasha was saying, like authenticity, being mm-hmm. honest, being truthful. There's like this perception where you're like, Mm-mm, this isn't gonna work because I could tell this person is not bringing it real. Yeah. I, I have had that thing though, where like I'll I'll meet a person who is like awesome, awesome on paper, like it, like they're great, they're authentic, they're like true to themselves, uh, and they're really nice and stuff. It's just we just don't vibe, you know. Like we we don't have uh, our conversations tend to just kind of fizzle out every time, just because like we don't have whatever that special thing is that keeps us talking to one another. Abby, you don't have to call me out like that. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I, aside from Joey, and sorry, Joey, just because, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think we've all had like, I think I have like collision-based relationships with each of you. By that I mean, like, anytime we saw each other, it was <laughs> <laughs> like I think the first time I met Stephanie actually I think we met in passing somewhere once and didn't get a chance to actually speak and then everyone was talking to us about each other and then Midsummer Night Swing from across the dance floors Tasha oh my god who is that that's <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's like it's honestly I I, I will say that I'll, I'll co-sign what Laurel said like it's it's an authenticity beacon of sorts because I know when Michelle and I met also that it was I was in that space of <laughs> I know I can say this with y'all I was like I'm not trying to be the magical negro I'm just gonna hide in the background so uh yeah I'll be nice but I'm just gonna kind of and then Michelle and I just I don't even remember what happened we were at the cabins we were watching the kids <laughs> no it was the year before and stuff and we were like I guess so it was the <laughs> but it was the year before oh, yes, when, when I was just an attendee yes 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 okay okay, okay. <laughs> and, you, and you won the spirit award oh yeah oh y'all that was so much fun Wait, so could you tell us, could you break that down a little bit? Break it down. What event? And then. Okay. Oh, sorry. Just, okay. Yeah. So swing out New Hampshire. This is when I met Tasha. I had heard nothing about her. I know I'm just, uh, I'm from Tulsa, Cohen all the way to the East Coast. I don't know nobody. Don't nobody know me. I'm just there to. And that was the Frankie Manning Foundation ambassador. That was like my second event that year. Mm -hmm. And I was just learning. Mm -hmm. but it was, it was becoming a thing. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting thing. Exactly. And then I tried out to go to Harang and Frankie was like, nah, Frankie Manning was like, nah, but you can go here. So I was like, that's <gasps> not the man himself. Not the man himself. The foundation. <laughs> yeah, the foundation. And so that's when me and Tasha met. And it was kind of, again, the same thing. Like the vibes were there we just had regular conversations it, I don't know it was just really cool and then ever since then it's like we talk we know what's going on that's the thing that I, I value about the connectedness of all of these relationships because even now like just like I don't know Joey yet, but I'm a, I'm a hound him and be like, so what? What's this hypothesis? Mm -hmm. Continue, please. <laughs> you, you should. So like Joey doesn't know this, but um, I Joey I saw your work on Instagram and I do diversity, equity, inclusion, justice work in all my realms. Um, in part, like it starts off in part as survival, right? And then you want to thrive and you want others to thrive too, because you see the world that's going on around you. Mm -hmm. And I saw your work and I just was like, this is just such a beautiful soul and I need to meet them. And so I had this opportunity to do like this talk, um, at this cybersecurity thing, talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, uh, y'all and so what I did is I was like I reached out to Joey I'm like you don't know me <laughs> sorry I'm being creepy but I think you are phenomenal and I think that like I have this platform and I would love to give you space if you would like to take it uh, yeah this, long ago. Holy hell. But this is this, is, this yeah. is the vibe this is the vibe it's the vibe like when you're authentic and you're you're rooted and you're seated within yourself. You you see that in others and you want to bring it in, not just so that you can connect with them, but a little bit selfishly so you can be emboldened too. And then you figure out ways to take over the world together because that's what, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I've, I also feel like this collision-based thing like is happening online too now with 2020. Like it was happening before, but now it's kind of like this natural uh, situation because I, I count Joey one as my as one of my friends, and we've never met in person. So oh, you got to my Christmas <laughs> trip is coming. Don't worry, it's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, 
is, but, oh no, I'm not worried. Also, there's been COVID, so it's all good. Um, But speaking of which, Joey, we know you're going to have to go here in a second. So we wanted to ask our last question for you. Um, And so here, here it is. So it's a two-part question. One, we know, and everybody's going to have an opportunity to answer this. We know that y'all been watching some holiday movies. So... Um, what is your favorite cheesy holiday movie? We want some recommendations for this break. And then the other piece is, is a bit of a cultural question. We wanted to hear from all of you, um, as you've gone through your life and had your lived experiences, um, what is something that you found in another culture that was a little bit surprising that's similar to something you've experienced? So my example is, see, I'm going first. Ha <laughs> getting it out of the way, like a good student, because I'm faculty. Anyway, um, <laughs> my, my experience was um, growing up as an immigrant, there were a handful of words, uh, vernacular words. Well, I, I started to gain some sense of proficiency, but one of the words that I learned was shoes. And in Bemba and a couple other um, Zambian languages, shoes is zapatos. And so when I was in my Spanish classes, right? Everybody knows where I'm going with this. I got this vocabulary list and on there was shoes and it's zapatos. And I was like, what? Huh? Like, I was like, yay, one word down. I, I know this one. It's the same as in my language. <laughs> and so um, are there things that you've seen in your lives where there've been like these interesting intersections? So these are the two questions. Okay, so, so much. I love Hallmark movies in general. I love Lifetime movies. So my mom passed away last year and we used to watch them all together. So like whenever I like panic or I like need to calm down, I just watch holiday movies all the time, all year long. Um, I have the Hallmark movie, Movies Now subscription, $5 on Amazon Prime, my black ass. Let me just tell you that they're like, who is this man watching these? I don't care. Give me a generic uh, D-list actor, white man, interchangeable. You better bump into them in the coffee store. You better fall in love with a chest kiss. You better leave your lawyer job in the big city. Go be a foster parent, no, step parent to this child. You know you love it. So I love them all. I don't care. But if there's certain people who are in them, I'm going to watch them like Melissa Joan Hart. That's my girl. Um, Sabrina, Teenage Witch. I have the biggest crush on her. I'm still there. And so anyway, um, I, I've been distraught to not watch all of them. Um, and then I like like Netflix's renditions. They're a little bit more risque. They'll do like a shirtless scene. I'm like, oh, hello. I mean, they have uh, their sexuality here. Um, I mean, then they'll use not just people of color as props. I like that they have full lines and plot lines. I'm into that. Um, so, oh my gosh. Okay, I really like Holiday. Um, I like, you know what I'll say? I'll say Dash and Lily. It was a... Uh, like a limited series, or maybe it's a first season produced by the Jonas Brothers, which is random. But it was like two teenagers falling in love in the city uh, through a mystery. So I love the Hardy Boys. So it's kind of like them writing each other letters in a journal. I watched it all in one day. I was supposed to take an exam that day. Did I take the exam? I did not. However, the series was good. It made me believe in love again. I cried. It was really well done. The lead actress, um, like, She's Japanese, uh, Japanese American, which I was like, this is super cool. We love seeing biracial folks represented. They shared her culture. It was amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that's what I'll say. Uh, Kelly Rowland did a Lifetime movie this year. It was good. Kelly can act. Like, 
I don't know. <laughs> Calandria <laughs> can act. Let me just tell you that. I love seeing Black Love on TV, but um, I'm into that. Uh, what else will I say? I would think from other cultures, um, I've been really interested uh, more and more about Judaism. Uh, I was a religion major in college. Uh, one of my good friends is Jewish. And so um, RBG passing, I think the uh, may their memory uh, be a blessing uh, processing through my own grief. I think that's been something that I'm like, oh yeah, like I love that. So um, people talking about my mom or like how they were changed by her or transformed. I think the greatest compliment to me is people comparing me to her. Like I think my energy and my charisma and generosity is very much her. So that has been it. And I think just like Judaism in general is like, oh, like oppression. Like, yeah, we've been subjugated in so many ways. Cool, I'm all about it. You and me, let's go. Like, I think the ways in which, uh, I mean, black folks can be, uh, I don't know, interpreted to be a chosen people. I think uh, Jewish folks have a similar, um, I don't know, ideology as well. Yeah, there's a lot, but that's my goal. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll piggyback on Joey's uh, Christmas thing. So my, my favorite cheesy Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is, is because my dad, my dad uh, passed away uh, when I was 27 and uh, Christmas was his favorite time of year and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was his favorite movie. And so he just watched it every single year. And my dad had kind of a Chevy Chase vibe from going on with him. Um, He was actually a lot more warm and loving, I think, than Chevy Chase is, but... (laughs) But anyway, so like, uh, yeah, I, that connected with me that like, yeah, my favorite Christmas movie reminds me of my dad. And that's why it's my favorite Christmas movie. I love that. Oh, that's great. Joey, I just yes. had a question for you. Have you seen the Hallmark movie where like the girl makes Christmas wreaths? Like she comes back from the city. That, I don't know what it is about that one. I love that Christmas wreath movie. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If, they, if they have good chemistry, if it's just like, they look over the shoulder if it is you have to save Christmas, if it's a specific holiday, if it's like a fall harvest for a single apple, I love it. I'm telling you, if they look at each other just long enough, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is doing it for me. And I recently <laughs> discovered that I love the, um, I used to be like an enemies to lovers only plot. Like I love that, like hate each other and then fall in love. I love the fall in love with your friend. Oh my goodness, you're right there all along. Yes, kiss me, let's go. Like. <laughs> Amazing, Joey. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that we're just going to do like a Netflix movie night, right? Yes. Netflix party. Ooh, that'd be dangerous. Be... I offer up holiday in handcuffs. Ooh. 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 That's, a yes. That's a good one. Mario Lopez. Joseph oh Joan Hart. Yes. Yes. Uh, fun fact. Oh, yes. Fun fact. They had like everybody was sick. Yeah, they had food set. poisoning on that set. Or it was like a flu. Yeah, they said, I thought they said food poisoning. I mean, like, they were very ill. Yeah, so like the colors might be off in some scenes. That's because they're like <laughs> running off camera and like, uh-huh. and then throwing up and then going back and being like, I'm in love with you. I love Christmas. That, that's a, like one of those famous like things that directors tell actors is like, just look hungry. <laughs> it just reminds me. Of, maybe that's why I was so good. Oh, good. I <laughs> will. Like, I will. I will plug the, um, I just watched the new Saved by the Bell yesterday instead of writing this paper, which is why I have to go. Um, all 10 episodes, but they talk about educational inequality and they do a really good job actually. I was like impressed. Um, even the Mario Lopez is problematic in and of himself, but the series is good. I really liked it. They have trans characters, women of color are all in the leads. I was about it. So if y'all, I, I paid the 
$4 for the one week trial of Peacock to watch all the episodes is worth it. That's all I got to say. So power to the people. And you can watch the Amber Ruffin show, which is great. Ooh, don't do this to me. I have to write my paper. No, write your paper. Reward Listen, yourself. Joe, reward paper. yourself for a paper well written. Mm. Joey, Amber don't Ruffin be show. like me, Joey. Listen, this is why we on the call together. Don't be like me Hallelujah. And, and, and end up writing your paper at 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Don't do it. Don't do it. Write the paper first. <laughs> Monday, let me tell you, I wrote a con law exam on Monday. It was due at 10 a.m. I started at 3 a.m. I said, you know what, Justice Ginsburg, carry me through. Because it's not happening today. <laughs> if your optimal creativity time is Three hours before the due date, then that is your opportunity. It's it's it is your most authentic self. Let's oh my God. I feel like me and Joey need to be friends as well. Correct. I feel everything Joey is saying. <laughs> you know what it was? Let me tell you, I, this is my last point. The prompt was like, out of pocket, number one. Our professor was like, oh, write about George Floyd. And then there's some, um, oh my gosh. The president's going to nationalize, federalize the National Guard. Is this legal? And I'm like, uh, you're talking about like me and my life. This is, seems like a personal attack. There's no other Black folks in my class. I'm like, so why did you do this? Or why did you choose to do this today? Um, this is triggering. She was like, let me add another hypothetical. Another Black man is murdered. How should the judiciary respond? I'm like, I'm done. So I was, I was justified in that 3 a.m. because I was like, I'm trying to fight professor <laughs> we gotta go okay y'all it has been wonderful i wish you all the best this has been too much y'all are enablers i love it peace be with you y'all are wonderful i will see you all soon and connect on the interwebs and other places so it's always an honor joey <laughs> we wish you good luck i need it please <laughs> said, link me link me bye y'all we're sending you strength <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is freaking amazing. Right? Yes. I was like, I need, I want to watch this movies with you. These Hallmark terrible movies. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. speaking to the movies and it's, I don't care what people say. I, I am Christmas. Christmas is me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm also Kwanzaa. So let's get that out of the way. But uh, Hallmark's a crown for Christmas. Like, Just I had to track this movie down on YouTube <laughs> because <laughs> driving to Lindy Focus one year, how many stories start that, that way? Mm, yeah. yeah. Driving to Lindy Focus one year, I, um, God, this is such a convoluted story. I just realized that, wow. My mom was in the hospital. We were having some challenging moments in our relationship, but I was like, I'm going to stop at the hospital on my way down and see her spend some time. And this is how we spent some time. We watched A Crown for Christmas. Uh, but of course, I came in halfway through and I was like, the story was so emotional, so overwhelming, so beautiful. And I love it. I got to see it from the beginning. And oh, my God. And I found out later in the weekend that it was going to start. It was going to play again. And fortunately, it aligned with some downtime that I had at Monday Bucket. So I was in the room watching the movie from beginning to end and crying all the way again. And it actually was something that like helped reconnect me and my mother, because when it came on again, I called her at the hospital. And we watched together on the phone. She was like, yeah, that was the part I was telling you about when you got here that you missed and blah, 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 blah. And it was just, it was beautiful. And it was, it was wonderful. So it both projected love and helped reaffirm and mend love. So it, it's, yeah, it, I like it. So check it out. I, 
I love this, like um, catharsis via Hallmark. <laughs> so, <laughs> love it. Isn't yeah. that their purpose? That's their whole purpose. It, it yes. really is. It really is. I, I will say my holiday, I have two holiday movies. One is always every year I have to watch The Nutcracker of some degree. And that's because <laughs> in grade school, uh, first through uh, first through fifth grade, the and uh this was in LA and this was like I feel like it was underfunded but I mean I wouldn't know I'm a kid right uh, they wanted to do Dr. Shepherd this is a my principal she had like always swollen feet like big and tall black woman swollen feet so you know she was always working so like she was like we want to do something special for the school and so someone came up with the idea of the nutcracker like the black version of the nutcracker mm -hmm. and so all the kids in the grade schools were reading all the different versions of the nutcracker and then my mom came in and she was the costume designer so she designed all the costumes for every year of the grade school she did the rats I didn't been every character except Marie or Clara, like the Rat King, the Rat, the Sugar Plum Fairies, like everything. And then we got donations of the costumes, all the stuff. And I used to, like the first two years, all the kids were like, this is popping, yeah, you know. And then third and fourth and fifth grade, all of us were like, we tired of the Nutcracker. We know how it ends, dang. Like we were so tired of it. But then after I moved into sixth and seventh grade, I was like, I really miss this. I've been doing this for like so many years. So ever since then, I always have to watch a version of the Nutcracker. Just, it just reminds me of my mom doing all the costumes, the chaotic kids running around. Like they don't want to put the, the tutus on. They don't want to wear. Then we also got 80s costumes in the Nutcracker. Like so none of the costumes match because they were donated. And like, plus my mom's making costumes. It's just like, it's just amazing. The 10, short, 10 soldiers had cardboard like costumes on for like their shoulders and stuff that were painted by the kids. Like, just insane. And then the second movie is Home Alone, just because I loved watching kids mess up adults as a kid. So <laughs> Michelle loves a murderous child. I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the, the Nutcracker. So uh, one of the things I'm most thankful for is I got to spend the last few Christmases with Tasha and Annabelle Kisau and Michael Kisau and Jessica on our, We would go down to Lindy Focus and on the way we would stop by their place and they would host us for Christmas. And it was lovely. Um, I, I didn't grow up. I, I had occasionally seen the Nutcracker on TV when I was growing up, but no one in my house paid much attention to it. And then all of a sudden at the Christmas at the, the Keith Al's house last year, the Nutcracker comes on. And I don't know if you've ever seen like people watch really hardcore sports fans watch a football game that's like going either really, really that's going like incredibly well. This is how Tasha, Jessica and Annabelle reacted to the Nutcracker. They were just like, oh, yeah. Ooh. And they would like jump up and like, oh my, and they would just start hitting things on the table because it was so good. Like, that's that seems fair. like the appropriate response to be fair that those artists are doing. But to be fair, like, right. the Brishnikov nutcracker. So you can just imagine, like, yeah. just the power and the, oh, so incredible. He's just leaps so high. It's, it's insane. It's amazing. Have you seen the the Netflix documentary that just came out um, about the Nutcracker? It's uh, Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. Not yet. I Not want yet. to so bad. It's already on my list. I'm going to be in my PJs. I'm going to have hot snacks. Like, I'm going to, it's going to be a thing in this house. Yeah. yeah. When you, 
when you're talking about that, I was like, I bet you could have that spirit because I, I haven't watched it yet either because I want to, it's like the, like jingle jangle. Like it's my Christmas within sight of Christmas movie list, right? Yeah. Yes. No spoilers here. I am like my sister and I have conspired to make my family watch it together. Uh, there are some protesters amongst the, the family members who are like, I don't know about this jangle jangle. We're like, it's a Christmas journey and we're gonna participate. We're um, gonna be in this together, yes. I am so excited for it. So like when we're, when we're all talking about our favorite movie, I'm like, I'm like, I know what I think my new favorite movie is going to be. Tasha's mm-hmm. trying not to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell us anything. Nothing. I'm still trying to wait until it's a little closer to Christmas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell you anything except that okay so you all know me very very well and you know that there's some things that i'm very adamant about like the quality of particular things mm-hmm. like representation is absolutely necessary yep. understanding the depths of of the origins absolutely necessary but there's a quality of some things that i will just say i start to become very much miss normal like about i'll just put it that way and when things don't fit you must perhaps- Maybe they should have been omitted, but that's that's all I'm gonna say. So I I'm gonna the costumes and acting are incredible. It's amazing. The movie is amazing. Sorry, back at you, Uh, No, I was just gonna say for those of you who may not know who Miss Norma is, we're talking about um, the late and great Miss Norma Miller, and she was very particular. when it came to movement and other things. She was incredible. She's one of our elders in the swing dance community. So just wanted to throw that out there. Back to, sorry? What just someone meant to say is that she's particular about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will say my, my cheesy, if we're gonna, if we're gonna like stick to cheesiness, cause I feel like there's some movies like Elf, White Christmas, like that fall amongst my favorites, but I wouldn't particularly call them cheesy Christmas movies. I just like, they're good Christmas movies. Um, But my family has a weird relation, like relationship with the movie Mrs. Claus starring Angela Lansbury, the grand dame. Uh, And like a Tim, like a dime store Tim Curry and some like some Broadway child doing a terrible Irish accent. And the whole thing is about like how Mrs. Claus has to like step into turn of the century New York City and like stop some child labor and like help these Irish immigrants who are just like really like hard to tire to tire to tire. Like that's there, they have no concept of like a, what an actual Irish person sounds like so they're just lucky charms in it up and like all of the songs are forgettable um but we it was like just a movie that we had and you know in the days of VHSs where like you watched what you could watch and we'd like watch the Nutcracker over and over again and so like this was this was just a movie that we could put on and it's very bad. I will say it's very bad, very dumb, but it's just 
like such warm memories in my heart of watching it with my siblings and been like, I don't think this is very good. Like before we have any concept, like when you're just excited to watch a movie, like, ooh, what a special time for me. I get to sit in front of this TV. Um, <laughs> and, but like still being like, maybe this was a waste of our time. I don't know, but at least we got to watch something. So that was, it's Mrs. Claus. I don't know where you would find it. I don't think it's on any streaming platform. <laughs> They're like, we don't want this movie. Erase this from history. <laughs> but somewhere, it's one of those movies that like we would go through and like cull the things that we bought on DVD or like, we don't watch this anymore. And somehow Mrs. Claus survived all of these just uh, these purges of our, our home media. I don't know who has it. Maybe our, my sister has it now, but like Mrs. Claus is a weirdly dumb Christmas movie that I just love. Partly because it's Angela Lansbury and what, what has she done wrong in her life? Nobody tell me. Make <laughs> 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 um, oh, me think now though, like, so I shared like a, a super cheesy one that I would love people to watch. Um, as far as like importance, personally, I mean, if for those who can't see, there is a very little tiny replica of the Charlie Brown Christmas tree on my shelf in my house. My great grandmother and I used to watch that uh, every year. Um, and even when she passed, actually, that was kind of like a very challenging moment because she passed on the 20th. And then come December 2nd, when it came on TV, I instinctively just picked up the phone to call her and was like, uh, right. But anyway, it's still it's a very happy memory, and like I love that I, I shared that with her. And that my roommates were so thoughtful that they bought me that at Momo one year. It was really good. Um, in addition to that, of course, everybody knows I love Elf, you know, height reasons and also joyfulness reasons. Just like, and it's um, yeah. My other favorite, I think, that people would really love, and it's partially because of my military background. <laughs> But is a short series on Disney called Disney's Prep and Landing. Yes. <laughs> I know people are like, Christmas and military. I don't understand, Tasha. Yeah. What is it? Operation Christmas Drop. So I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it. Oh my gosh. So close to Operation Christmas Drop. And oh my God, how cute was he? Like, what? Oh, girl. Yes. You, <laughs> you, that man had the longest face and no buns. I needed some buns on that man. He had some buns. You were looking at the wrong part of the, of the jumpsuit. We'll, we'll so wait, he wasn't. He, he had some buns, but he. I got the wrong angles. Got the wrong angle. <laughs> His buns are very like two dimensional. They're just. <laughs> Got to take another look at him in Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Hidden, hidden buns. Hot, hot cross hidden buns. Hot hidden buns. Hidden hot cross buns. Yes. yes. If anybody takes anything away from this whole series, is that nobody? I need buns. <laughs> Really? Because I'm like, my takeaway is that we're all thirsty. I'm like, are you listening to this? Listen, uh, I don't think we're, we don't, I don't know, I'm independent. I don't know how to work. You can be independent and still be thirsty. These are not mutually exclusive worlds. Come on. Why are you giving my stuff away? <laughs> but, so, so in addition, like, Disney's Prepping Landing is about a secret unit of elves that are responsible for preparing homes for Santa's arrival. 
and their adventures in doing so. And it's amazing <laughs> and it's hilarious. And it's not just like, the storyline is nice. And like the whole thing is just really nice and Christmas and heartfelt. It's the tiny little things yeah. that are within it that will have you literally dying on the floor laughing. And it's, it's amazing. Like when they say rev up the engines, like when you say, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you got this, you got this, you're awesome, you're awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a That's lot of, sorry. it's a lot of, amazing. it's a reindeer. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, since I already just like said the, the inside joke, I'll go ahead and explain it. They say rev the engines and they, a little and then string comes down with an elf tied to it who says to the reindeer you got this you got this go and they just start butting their heads together like they're football players it's yeah it's amazing it's great i i you know what i love the most about that bestie moment you can tell you've watched this together you can tell <laughs> so just like laurel michelle you can tell bobby and tasha um speaking of besties steph what's your favorite okay. holiday movie um they are also family related. So in my mother's house, there is still a copy of the first edition released on VHS of A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes! <laughs> and we watched it every year. It was part of, so like Thanksgiving, we would wake up, watch Thanksgiving Day Parade, have breakfast. We'd have a big breakfast that you kind of pick at until, you know, like dinner, get, dinner gets done. Um, and when we would put on a Muppet Christmas Carol and we all watched it. I remember I actually found it in college my first year and I, I had a movie night. I had a movie night in my room. I'm like, I'm watching this. And some guy who was into me was making fun of me. He's like, he's like, you're going to watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. And I was like, are you really making fun of my childhood memories? And then he, and then he shamefaced came in like halfway through the movie when everyone was sitting on the floor. And I was like, that's right. You respect the Muppets. <laughs> I got a little bit aggressive inside when someone tried to diss them. I understand that. I absolutely do, Stephanie. Right? I was like, it, it was warranted. Okay. Off is a prerequisite for friendships with me. And the have- Claymations. So yeah, so we watched A Muppet Christmas Carol and the Claymations. Um, I was feeling, I was feeling a nutcracker talk because my, um, uh, um, my, my, grandmother every year would do something with the girls for Christmas and she would take us to the theater because you know Germans don't do that whole TH thing it's not theater it's theater we go to the theater and we would go we'd go watch Nutcracker and um a couple years ago when Disney came out with that new Nutcracker movie I went to go see it but also in part so I could see like Misty Copeland in it and it was just like my sister and I went and it was beautiful and I really like it. I'm probably going to boot it up any day now to watch it. Yeah. Here's a question. So um, I don't know if this counts as cheesy. Some people might think it's cheesy. Maybe that's why I'm throwing this out there. But my mom and I would always watch the Anna Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea over Thanksgiving or over Christmas. And it has led to the fact that I have very strong feelings and love for Anna Green Gables. We're talking about the Megan Follows, by the way, the only Anne of Green Gables, one might say. Not Anne with an E. Yeah, no. not, I mean, uh, yeah. I, in all honesty, I didn't even watch it, but it's, the, it's one of the reasons is, is because when you find something that is so perfectly done the first time and it just held, holds such a place over your heart, I think you don't even have to worry about watching something else if it already holds that place. I feel a similar way about the 1996 Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth and I was Jennifer just about Ale. to say. I was just about 
Gabby, I was just about to hit up on that Pride and Prejudice. Yes. That was in our movie. Yes. That's in our movie. We don't need no more renditions of No Pride and Prejudice. I need only Mr. Darcy. None of this two-hour movie business. I need a 10-hour movie of Rome. Excuse me, Michelle. It's only six. Okay, my bad. <laughs> also, this movie prompted my friends. This movie prompted my friends and I to create the White Linen Shirt Club in high school, where it was just all the men that we found dreamy in white linen shirts. And it kicked off with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. Colin Firth is Mr. Darcy. He is. He just is Mr. Darcy. Okay. Like, so I have love for the Matthew Knightley, Matthew, whatever his name is. That music is just like, so like, so, so that is one of my things that if I'm having a really rough day, I will, I don't do sound in the background ADHD. It freaks me out when there's like things moving on the screen and stuff. I can't, but like that movie I would just put on and that music will float with me. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment when after he's being all like towards Elizabeth, where he helps her and helps her in the carriage and he touches her hand. And then he like, just like shakes his hand or stretches it as he walks away. Like, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all supposed to be asking us questions, but I got a question for everybody. Was that like- Michelle's taking over your podcast. <laughs> so um, you're welcome to. Shocked. <laughs> Shocked. Did you, did you or did you not? For this is okay. So maybe I'm projecting onto all y'all. But the question is, did you want like a Mr. Darcy esque kind of romance? Like not Mr. Darcy himself necessarily, but like the kind of romance where someone touches your hand and they're like, oh, in awe of you. Like I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, dang, that's what love is. <laughs> I was like a kid. So. But but yet he doesn't tell you, maybe? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like I, I never wanted those types of relationships, but those mm-hmm. are what seem to manifest. Cause if I have someone else messaging me after umpteen years talking about how much they admired me and were just uh, what was the word? Electrified by my presence, but never said anything. I don't yeah, I'm like it's it's that it's that honesty part so like I appreciate there's a lot about them that I appreciate but I first of all don't want someone who thinks less than me I want a partner I want someone who is equal Mm -hmm. um I also appreciate like as the movie goes along that he comes to appreciate her but he doesn't put her up on a crazy pedestal because that's nice because it's really weird to be in that position because you're like I would prefer to have a partner um but like if you feel that way about me, fucking tell me. Like, I think I understand I re- emotions and anxieties and things are hard. And just someone when I talk about this, where I think it takes a lot of encouragement to be able to fall in love because that's a very vulnerable position and we need a lot of safety. Um, but like, I also appreciate that person that takes that risk and says, hey, I really like you. And I'm here for this if you are. So I think my response is much like Dion Cole's sister. Um, I want a man with some shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like a man who has a shirt. <laughs> right? So if you don't know the Dion Cole joke, he essentially, he's like, my sister is so thirsty. She's like, I want a man 
who has some shoes. Like <laughs> that's that is where I'm at, everybody. So <laughs> it's wistful. Um, PSA: If you have anyone who would be interested in some hot chocolate over here, bite-sized amount, but careers for days, go ahead and contact Jasomo Salamani. Actually, don't. It's okay. It's fine. No, totally it's do fine. because it'll give me more things to talk about on the phone with her. <laughs> this has been Women's Talk 101 with uh, Michelle. Thank you so much for everybody who participated in the romance. If you have anybody that you heard today that this you think is, not, is fine, still slide into the rhythm. rhythm. I'm not letting this happen. <laughs> I will say, my, one of my favorite moments from Lindy Focus last year was gate crashing or photo crashing i would say uh michelle and laurel's uh picture and then us <laughs> the photo thereafter and laurel commenting why are we all still single because we looked fine listen right okay. y'all did look fine all the truth right now on ourselves and i'm not even like this like i'm always like lay low in the cut keep it quiet keep it cute but we looked fine that night like hair was on point Dresses on point. Mm -hmm. uh, our personalities, mad cute. And we were three cuties in the picture. Mm -hmm. Well, can I just say that that is true every day of the year that- Thank you. All of you are, well, honestly, I'm, I'm, I think I've said all this All of us, Jasamo, don't um, cut yourself out of here. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let a girl speak. Let, let me speak. Yes, I am, I am cute. And if you are single and between the ages of 28 and like, 40 short. Let's talk about it. But 41, 40, 40 ish. I, I, do, I do like me some men. Um, so I'm also an associate professor. So know that. Let's get that intimidation stuff out of the way first. So, yeah, so don't be coming in with no dumb facts. She can educate you in the way of <laughs> laugh and love. Yeah. And speech pathology. <laughs> speech pathology. <laughs> Global issues and speech pathology, language, language and literacy enrichment. Now, maybe, maybe this is. No, no, no. I like, yeah. I like um, Go ahead with the language. Mm -hmm. I heard it. Go ahead. I like language. Yes. And language. Yes. So if you got buns and shoes, contact your SOMO. In the <laughs> <laughs> if you need help. I'm so sorry. I'm about to say it's SOMO. I'm like, if you need help swallowing, because that is a part of speech pathology and audiology. First of, all, to to learn First of all, rude. How to use That's your part tongue. Of my, rude. Rude, rude, rude. Stephanie knows this. I'm going to do a stand-up set comic session and she just stole one of my jokes. It's fine. Oh, I don't think you told me that one, but it's I did tell you that one. You're funnier than I am, so. It's fine. But um, going back, I was, there was a through line. There oh. was. It's lost. It's gone. <laughs> It is gone. Oh, Thank I will you. say, uh, have y'all seen uh, uh, Death at Pemberley? No. Okay. I so, want to watch it, but I'm not. So they're uh, in, in, in cheesy holiday, like something you want to watch. If you've seen Pride and Prejudice 18 times in the last 12 months, and you're like, okay, I think I need to move on to Pride and Prejudice. Never. You can, you can go straight to Death at Pemberley, which is kind of a cheesy mystery, murder mystery that takes place a few years after um darcy and elizabeth have been married and it happens on pemberley's property and so it's like a murder mystery solving involving a lot of those characters and it's pretty fun i heard it's pretty good i haven't watched it but like it's, it's do, been on one right? of the, like yeah it's not written by jane austen but it'll do <laughs> every time i 
time I watch the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice, then I just want more Colin Firth. So then I just go into Colin Firth rant, uh, like binge. Well, and- with Death at Pemberley, you can just kind of squint. Well, I rather- watch it and it kind of looks like Colin Firth. It's, it's, it's the reason why I don't hate Bridget Jones because right. I can just watch Colin Firth. I'm so sorry, y'all. Shut I your mouth and move I along. hate, Shut I hate move Bridget along. Jones. We don't, need to, we don't need to get into this. She's Listen, fine. I did not say that Bridget Jones is a good movie. No, I, I just said, when I'm going on a Colin Firth binge, that is in the lineup. Like, listen, a woman's got to do what a woman's got to do. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I'm just mad at Renee Zellweger because, like, it was she a different is fine. Time. Like, it was a different time, and they also have different body standards in the UK. All I'm saying is all she needed was some confidence, and she could have caught anybody. She could have caught anybody. She was like, I don't know. But isn't that the story of all of us? Like, I mean, yeah, but dang, right now, <laughs> Well, she knows she's fine. I want to see that storyline. That's not a story then. Because then she has nowhere to grow. Yeah, huh? She could be like, I'm fine and I'm in the big city. Guess I got to move out to this country now and learn how to make Christmas wreaths. Bam, Hallmark. <laughs> okay, so so what I'm hearing, Michelle, is that I just need to learn how to make Christmas wreaths. So. Yes, but they got to be ugly. And you got okay. to sell me around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a tree farmer will follow them up with you. 